if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thanks for being with us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock as we get started on this Monday, the 12th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2020. It is finally here. I still don't understand, and maybe it's just that, that I don't understand the way things work in Washington, D.C., But finally, the day is here that Amy Coney Barrett will begin her confirmation hearings to be an associate justice on the United States Supreme Court. Uh, It uh, was, you know, this nomination was made well over two weeks ago, uh, not too terribly long after Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed. And uh, they could have started this thing on October 1st, and yet they waited until October 12th. It's going to be a long process of all kinds of intimidation tactics, all types of um, obstruction and interference by the Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee as they uh, as they advise and consent the president on the uh, this particular nomination, provide advice and consent to the president, I should say. And... Um, uh, it's going to be, it's going to, you know, push really close uh, right up to the the moment of the election on November third, and this is of course what the Democrats are complaining about. So it should have started a while ago. I don't know why they waited until today, but they did, and here we are. So Amy Coney Barrett is going to take the stage today, if you will, in a very, very unique uh, Supreme Court uh, confirmation hearing setting. And what makes it unique, of course, is what makes everything about twenty twenty unique. The fact that there is um, uh, a pandemic that has impacted and infiltrated, if you will, the United States Senate to some degree, at least two or three senators having tested positive for the Chinese coronavirus, and that makes it uh, a little bit sketchy as far as who's going to be in the in the uh, chamber and who's going to be doing this virtually. According to what we read last night, the most recent um, story is that around half of the members of the Judiciary Committee are going to be there in person. The others are going to be working from their offices or other remote locations as they ask questions of Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, And how long it takes to get this thing out of committee and into the Senate for a full vote is anyone's guess at this point. But today, the day starts, uh, or today rather, the process starts, I should say, that is probably going to rename the verb. And you know what I mean by that, right? Um, the first name to become a verb when it comes to confirmation um, 
Supreme Court confirmation hearings was, of course, Justice or Judge Robert Bork. What the Democrats did to Judge Bork became legendary in terms of the their their simple abject refusal to acknowledge, you know, that again, elections have consequences. Something that would come to be known by Barack Obama's words uh, long after Robert Bork was was mistreated so horribly, and Clarence Thomas to agree too. But still, Borking was the term when somebody gave a very well qualified nominee. Uh, an extraordinarily hard time during the confirmation hearings out of pure partisanship. Well, Borking became Kavanaughing, and anybody that faces the type of scrutiny and the type of lies and the type of extraordinary uh, obstruction, slander, defaming of their character and their personal lives and their professional lives and so on and so forth. What was done to Brett Kavanaugh, obviously, the most recent uh, appointee to the court, uh, was, was just simply incomprehensible. Accusations of sexual assault when he was a teenager and uh, running, running uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, not gang, well, I guess it's kind of like gang rape, but basically running like a gang rape ring when he was in college. I mean, some of these just unbelievable accusations that were made about a man from 30 years ago with absolutely zero corroborating uh, corroborating evidence, the left used all of that just to try to stop Brett Kavanaugh from being seated because it would give the Republicans or the uh, conservatives, if you will, a 5-4 majority in the court. Well, now that we're talking about potentially, and I'm going to be very, very cautious when I say potentially, uh, a six to three conservative majority, or a six to three originalist majority, a constitutionalist majority. Um, you haven't seen anything yet. Wait until you see what they do to Amy Coney Barrett. Borking became Kavanaugh, being Kavanaugh, it's going to become uh, being Barretted. What they're going to do to this woman based on her faith, her Catholic faith, and her gender. And her uh, uh, political ideology, if you will, is going to be something that's extraordinary to see. And it's something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. And I will tell you this. I have the utmost respect for any one of these nominees that they are willing to sit for the type of abuse that they are going to endure. After I saw what happened to Brett Kavanaugh and his family during those hearings uh, nearly two years ago. Uh, I mean, I, I just, if, if you didn't feel sympathy for him, even if you're, uh, you know, a hard left winger, if you didn't feel sympathy for the man enduring what he had to endure, you're not human. And I mean that seriously. It's, it's impossible to watch that and not feel just, you know, some sort of uh, remorse, not remorse, that's the wrong word, uh, some sort of uh, just, you know, sadness to see somebody have to go that, go through all of that just to you know uh, get seated on the the Supreme Court of the United States, and I don't say just as if that's a, a small thing. Obviously, it's a huge thing. It's a lifetime appointment, but but nobody else had ever had to go through anything like that. And again, that includes Bork, and that includes Clarence uh, includes Clarence Thomas, who was subjected to, as he called it during the time, a high tech lynching of an African American uh, nominee. Nothing really compares to what happened to Brett Kavanaugh. And now what Amy Coney Barrett is going to sit through, I just cannot tell you the amount of respect that I have for her. 
I can completely see somebody who is very curly, you know, positioned on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, um, saying, you know what, my life is good here. I'm happy here. I'm successful here. I'm, I'm, I think I'm just going to stay where I am, Mr. President. Thank you for the consideration, but no thank you. Why go and put every element, every aspect of your public and your personal life, your professional and your family life, why subject yourself to that kind of scrutiny? <laughs> Apologies. <coughs> Apologies. We're going to have a... I'm going to share this with you. <coughs> well, I guess I'm not going to share that with you. That's, you're asking about yeah blackout. I don't know. Have you? I did not drink beer to the point of blacking out, and I never sexually assaulted anyone. This whole two-week effort has been a calculated and orchestrated political hit. Well, remember that? Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's heated confirmation hearings back in 2018. Well, Judge Amy Coney Barrett's hearing starting tomorrow morning, not expected to be as contentious and bitter. But you know, the Democratic senators are expected to make her face some tough questions about her stance on a variety of issues, including health care and abortion, Angelo Genova joins us now. He's chair and managing partner of the New Jersey law firm Genova Burns. He has represented. Okay, we're going to stop that there. I did want to I did want to remind you of some of what uh, Brett Kavanaugh had to deal with there as I went into that call. I, by the way, I apologize. I'm a little bit sick, a little under the weather. I've had a cough all weekend long, and it just popped up at the wrong time uh, there. But I promise I'll have something ready for you if I do need to have a timeout for coughs. But what you just heard. From Brett Kavanaugh uh, from 2018, you know, it was just a small, tiny taste of what he went through. Now, the prediction from the Fox News host there was that Amy Coney Barrett is not going to face quite as contentious of a hearing. I disagree. I disagree. And what's really frustrating about it to me is what they're going to go after her on. They can't call her a serial sex abuser the way they tried to do without any... Uh, without any uh, corroboration whatsoever to uh, Judge Bear, uh, uh, Judge uh, uh, Kavanaugh, what they're going to do to her is going to be on her personal life and on her her sex. I mean, uh, you know, between her faith and her family, this is what they're going to attack her on. She has already been questioned by some as to whether or not, and, and uh, Diane Feinstein had said this about whether or not. She can be a faithful mother of seven children and still dedicate uh, the type of time that is necessary to work on the United States Supreme Court. She is being mother-shamed, essentially. She's being mother-shamed. She is being told publicly by liberal Democrats that she cannot be a working mom, that she cannot, she's either going to neglect her children and have them be raised by nannies because she has to put so much time in on the court, or she's going to neglect the, neglect the court because she has to spend so much time on her family. She is being shamed for being a working woman. It's the kind of thing, were she a liberal candidate, if the, Demo- or the Republicans tried to pull this type of stuff on her, um, it, would be, it would be inexcusable to, to the media. But because she is a conservative, and by the way, I want to hit this, and I want to hit it hard, and really express this. A lot of people think that there is a conservative and a liberal wing of the Supreme Court. It's not conservative and liberal. The liberal part is real. The conservative part isn't right wing. 
It's simply constitutionalist. It's simply originalist. That's the, those are the two quote unquote wings of court. When when the people talk about you know the five four conservative advantage on the court, and they talk about Roberts, Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh, the five conservatives on the court, and then the four Ginsburg, Breyer, Kagan, and Sotomayor. Prior, of course, to the Ginsburg uh, uh, passing, um, it's not a five to four conservative over liberal. It's liberal. It's a. It's simply an originalist over an activist. There's an originalist wing and there's an activist wing. And I think that gets lost for a lot of people. When Republicans appoint justices, and, you know, John Roberts was was appointed by Bush 43. Clarence Thomas was appointed by Bush 41. Samuel Alito was also appointed by Bush 41. Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh appointed by President Trump. So these are Republican presidential nominees, right? or Republican president, uh, uh, Supreme Court nominees. You understand the point. People think, well, he's appointing conservatives. Amy Coney Barrett is a conservative. It is not about political ideology on that scale. It is simply about when it comes to the job of a Supreme Court justice being uh, being to interpret the law by way of the Constitution. That's it. Just constitutional originalists. They believe in the wording of the Constitution as it was originally written. That's not conservative. That is just constitutional compared to the left wing of the court, which doesn't believe in constitutionalism. Don't they do not believe in originalism? They believe in making the Constitution say what they want it to say, in order to. Um, declare legal or constitutional some of the laws passed by the left controlled congress they they are you know we we hear this term all the time activists judicial activists wearing robes and it's that is exactly what they are and it's exactly what the constitution itself says we cannot allow do you know why a judge wears a long black cloak a black robe, if you will. Do you know why? They wear the long black cloak to cloak their own personal biases and opinions. When they put that robe on, that black cloak or that black robe on, they are essentially saying, I, my own personal biases are now hidden. They do not play a role in what I am about to do in my professional ta- do- job uh, as I am tasked with deciding constitu- the constitutionality of laws. That come before me. And and that's exactly what the quote unquote, you know, conservative wing, or what I'm telling you is the originalist wing, that's what they do. But the left wing, the activist wing, no, they don't just cloak their personal biases, they use their personal biases to make up their minds. They they are the ones who truly are the threat to the court. All right, there's a lot more to get into about what's going on today with Amy Coney Barrett and, of course, the reactions of all of this to, uh, from the President of the United States, from Joe Biden as we move ever closer to the presidential election. I want you to be a part of the conversation at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110, the Bob France Authority.
Okay, 926 now, the Bob France Authority. <clears throat> Pushing through the uh, the sickness today. Apologies for the vocal quality. I've uh, been coughing and dealing with a little bit of a early fall uh, cold over the weekend. Uh, by the way, I'm going to push through all day today pretty much because if you are uh, normally tuning into the Dennis Prager program this afternoon, uh, please do so, and I will be hosting for Dennis today. And on the program, uh, by the way, when I host for Dennis is Congressman Jim Jordan. He was unable to be with us today at 948, so if you're tuning in for his regular Monday appearance, you're going to be disappointed you won't have it because uh, he's going to be in the air uh, at that time. But he will be grounded by the time we get him uh, this afternoon. He's going to be on in hour number two, I believe it is, at around 220. Or hour number three, rather, at around 220. So Congressman Jim Jordan will be uh, uh, joining me on the Dennis Prager Show today. Also on the Prager Show today, and I, by the way, I apologize. I'm uh, being neglectful here and wishing you a very happy uh, and historic Columbus Day. It is Columbus Day, and of course, we know what this means. This is what triggers the left whenever we we pay tribute to Christopher Columbus uh, for the extraordinary courage that he showed in advancing and introducing us to the Western world, introducing humanity really to the Western world. Um, it's, uh, it's an amazing story that the left wants you to forget. The left wants you to see Christopher Columbus as some sort of, uh, you know, rapist of the new world, uh, you know, a colonizer, uh, you know, the, uh, thief of land from, you know, from natives, et cetera, et cetera. They have tried to cast, as a matter of fact, if you've got a, if you've got a smartphone, if you look on your calendar for your smartphone, um, you're going to see, let me pull it up real quick. I'm just, yeah, you see, I've got an iPhone, but I think it's the same thing on the built-in ca- calendars on the uh, Android models too. I have the following pop up on automatic because they, they populate your calendar automatically with holidays, right? Uh, you'll see Thanksgiving and Christmas and, you know, Independence Day and blah, blah, blah. For today, it says all day Columbus Day, but underneath that all day Indigenous Peoples Day. And then a second version all day Indigenous, Indigenous Peoples Day. Somebody has, or, you know, the left really has tried to um, change out Columbus Day and they want to tear down Columbus statues. They're already doing that, of course. They want to change the name of Columbus, Ohio. They want to change the schools, any Columbus schools. Uh, they want to remove the name of Christopher Columbus and replace everything with Indigenous Peoples Day as some sort of a tribute to to the indigenous peoples and, and, and a way of smacking down uh, Christopher Columbus for all of his terrible crimes and misdemeanors, right? Michael Knowles is uh, a phenomenal conservative pundit and radio show host, and he does, I think, the best job of defending the legacy of Christopher Columbus than anybody ever has. He's going to be with me live on the Prager Show today. This is why I'm talking about this now. But he also did a five-minute video um, for Prager University, Prager U online and i'm going to share that with you the audio portion of that with you on the program today so that you can truly explain to anybody who wonders why you still commemorate columbus day or you still celebrate it or whatever the case might be not that it's the type of holiday where you have parties but you're off work today probably for it etc but anybody who attacks columbus and anybody who supports removing his statues and and taking his name off of buildings etc etc you need to know the reality of who and what christopher columbus is or was and what his legacy is and uh, I'm going to share that with you. 
So Michael Knowles is going to join me on the program uh, on the Dennis Prager Show today, and uh, I look forward to sharing that video slash audio with you as we continue. All right, coming up on the bottom of the hour news. And on the other side of the news, we're going to pivot our conversation to matters here in the state of Ohio. As you know, because we talked to Lisa Woods and Peter Kersenow last week, actually on Friday, today and tomorrow is the next Ohio State Board of Education meeting, today and tomorrow. And they are going to undertake uh, Resolution 20, which, of course, is the race-based curriculum that is being uh, adopted by the state board. Uh, modeled and based upon the 1619 project, but that is not the only curriculum that we need to be concerned with. There is some very, very dangerous stuff that is being presented to public school kids in the state of Ohio if we don't step in and do something to stop it. John Stover is the president of the Ohio Value Voters Organization that is working very, very hard to bring this to the to li- the light of day for parents and, yes, for educators as well. And we're going to talk about that coming up with John after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, it's 936 as we continue on this Monday edition of The Authority. Amy Coney Barrett's uh, confirmation hearings are getting underway. We'll talk more about that later. But there are some other very important things going on today here in the state of Ohio. I received a message last week uh, from John Stover, who is the president of Ohio Value Voters, um, that I really wish I hadn't received, to be a thousand percent honest with you, because um, this is the kind of information you just don't want to believe exists. But it does. Um, the Protect Ohio Children Coalition is sounding an alarm, uh, the email read, about the war on children in Ohio schools. And what we're talking about is some extraordinarily dangerous, graphic, sexual education lessons that are being presented in various uh, districts around uh, the state of Ohio, and in particular in central Ohio, by a group called Sintero. And they're often called Healthy Bodies, Healthy Futures. Sintero claims these lessons being presented to middle school. That means kids age 12, 13, 14, and high schoolers. They claim these lessons are age-appropriate and medically accurate. In the information that I received from Ohio Value Voters and John Stover, there was a video that I cannot present to you. And I don't want to present to you, but we do need to discuss because what they call sex education, sexual education, is simply a promotion of hardcore pornography and graphic sexual practices that are in no way, shape or form age appropriate, nor medically accurate. Yet this curricula is being approved for Ohio schools. And since uh, the Ohio School Board is meeting once again, as I mentioned prior to the break, today and tomorrow, I thought we should probably have John Stover in to talk a little bit more about what is being done to combat this. John Stover, president of Ohio Value Voters, good to have you back on the air. How are you, sir? Yes, thank you very much, Bob, for having me. And uh, like you, uh, this uh, uh, video, um, I wish I had not received it as well. It is very disturbing. It really is. I I watched it. um, I didn't like it, but I watched it because we have to. And uh, I'm going to encourage people to go. In in fact, can you tell people 
Uh, John Stover, where people can watch this video, is it on an Ohio Value Voters website somewhere, a social media page? How can people watch this for themselves to educate themselves about what our kids are, are facing? Well, if uh, your listeners, Bob, will go to protectohiochildren.com, protectohiochildren.com, they'll have an opportunity to view this uh, 30-minute video. And uh, there's also a, up in the right-hand corner, there's a button that they can click. It's a uh, online petition that we are collecting signatures, and uh, we're going to be certainly uh, presenting uh, all of these signatures to uh, our prominent elected officials in the state to uh, to take action. You know, Bob, I should also, also mention here that uh, this uh, video was provided to Ohio Value Voters because they know of our work relative to this matter by a, um, a whistleblower. Somebody inside um, one of these districts, and they felt that this is just, uh, you know, this was just unbelievable that the material that children are receiving, material so vile and pornographic, I would have a very difficult time sitting in adult mixed company and and uh, showing this video. But, you know, we felt that it's important that people in the state of Ohio, and we warn those that before they, you know, go to view it, as we did with uh, what I sent to you, Bob, Mm -hmm. uh, it's very graphic, extremely graphic, and they, you know, need to be warned. But, uh, you know, we we cannot have this material, um, you know, being uh, taught in the classrooms. And uh, also just to to give you, and this is uh, on Centero's website, Centero's website, and uh, people can go to the website, it's spelled S-Y-N-T-E-R-O. Excuse me, that's the name of the organization. And the school districts that they have listed here uh, in central Ohio is Dublin City Schools, Hilliard City Schools, Grandview Heights City Schools, Upper Arlington, Delaware City Schools, Olentangy City Schools, and Buckeye Valley City Schools. So these are all the districts that Centero happens to be in at this time. We're talking to uh, John Stover, Ohio Value Voters, about some extraordinarily dangerous and just it, it disgusting, quite frankly, uh, information being presented to Ohio school children in the districts he just mentioned. John, give us a, a, a rundown, if you can, just a brief rundown about who Sintero is. I kind of read a little bit from your email and from the release, the press release put out by Ohio Value Voters, uh, that Sintero is also known uh, as... Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry. They, I'm, I'm suddenly I've lost it. The uh, the other name for Centero, um, healthy, healthy bodies. Oh yeah, healthy choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah healthy yeah, bodies, healthy what... futures is what they are often called. Sorry, um, I, I did find it now. Tell us more about this company, and tell us how, if you know, uh, they managed to infiltrate this, this, this vile, disgusting content into Ohio schools in the first place. Well, you know, that's a, a good a good question as to how they were ever able to uh, infiltrate our schools with this type of material. Um, you know, they if, if once again, you look at uh, their website, they go, and not to uh, uh, go into it all uh, here for your uh, listeners, but once again, your listeners go to Centero's website, and they have listed there their values and priorities, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it, it looks like, you know, on the surface, that they're doing all these great things. But uh, when you actually start peeling back the onion, you see that, you know, some of the things that they're involved with certainly are uh, inappropriate, uh, certainly with uh, that 30-minute video. You know, people uh, will see that, you know, there's, there, there's just no way that children 
at that age should be um, exposed to this type of uh, hardcore uh, material. It's, uh, you know, it's serving no purpose except to indoctrinate and then also to groom these children. You know, real quick, Bob, let me just mention that the, uh, this, this video two weeks ago I sent to the uh, Attorney General Yost, and I wanted him to get on the front end of this, not on the back end, so that he can, you know, tell us what actions he was going to be taking relative to this matter. Because under uh, Ohio Revised Code 2919.22, it's titled Endangering Children. And, um, you know, my, my uh, open letter to the Attorney General was this, is that he needs to look at prosecuting some people for endangering children with this material, and if the laws did not permit him to do so, he needed to work with the General Assembly to see to it that we came up with laws that would enable his office to put a stop to this type of material from being taught in the classroom. And that's extraordinarily important, and I'm glad you've taken that step, and I hope there is a response. Um, John, I, you're right. We don't want to get into the graphic details. Um, like you said, I mean, I would be, I'm, I agree with you. I would be uncomfortable watching this video, even in a clinical manner, you know, to, in a, in a documentary style, rather, uh, of, of understanding what it is they're trying to teach our kids, because it is, it is that graphic. It is that inappropriate. It is that uncomfortable. And yet, this is what they want to teach our children. Now, I've gone to the Sintero website that you, you gave us before, Sintero.org, spelled S-Y-N-T-E-R-O, and I did find the section that we were discussing called Healthy Bodies, Healthy Futures, and it just, it is described this way. Sintero's Healthy Bodies, Healthy Futures program is a comprehensive sexual health education program designed to empower teens HBHF uses curriculum that aligns with this national sex education standards to teach age-appropriate, medically accurate information and skills needed to face tough issues, make sound choices, and practice healthy behaviors. I, I mean, I'm blown away just by some of the words I'm reading right now because I've seen the video, and there is nothing healthy about the behaviors being promoted here whatsoever. The goal of the program is to ensure that adolescents and young adults in Franklin County are able to successfully reduce risky behaviors in order to prevent the spread of infection and un unintended pregnancies. The program is offered to all community members and is free of charge. John, they're literally saying this is intended to uh, reduce risky behaviors. Can, can, can you describe for us in, in any way how these behaviors that are being pushed, promoted, and as you said, I think accurately before, um, children are being groomed to to be engaging in the type of sexual activity push, being pushed here. How how this actually reduces risk? It, it doesn't reduce it at all. If if anything, Bob, what what you know, I, I should also mention uh, getting back to the Attorney General's office last year. Uh, I don't know if you recall or not, but uh, mm -hmm. he was involved with local law enforcement here in the Cleveland, Ohio area. And uh, there were a couple of programs they ran to uh, go after these sexual deviants, these predators on the street. And one of them was called Operation Triple Play. And uh, they were able to arrest 28 individuals who went online and attempting to lure a uh, teenage girl, most of them were girls, um, uh, to a, um, you know, going to their home. And uh, they were going to meet them. And, you know, of course, we know what uh, these perverts were hoping to do. Well, local law enforcement made the arrest. 
you know, the, the thing with the Attorney General's office, and this was this effort on his part was greatly appreciated. They held a big news conference, press conference, and the Attorney General was there with local law enforcement announcing all these arrests. Unfortunately, they need to go after the source. This is the thing with the schools indoctrinating and grooming not only these teenage boys that ultimately are going to become grown men, they're going to be involved with this type of activity, but then also you know, some of the uh, girls that are involved with uh, receiving this education, thinking that they're ready to, en- uh, you know, entertain uh, a sexual encounter with someone because of the fact that they're receiving this information in the uh, schools. So uh, the attorney general must go after the source. It's great that he's going to have these sting operations, but if you don't go after this matter as relates to the indoctrination and grooming, then it's, uh, you know, I've equated it to the uh, war on drugs. You know, you're out there making the arrest, okay, but you don't go after the source. Where's these drugs coming in from? We need to, you know, do what's necessary to keep them from coming into our country, you know, cocaine, et cetera. Um, and that's what the attorney general needs to do here as well. Very, very well stated. John Stover, Ohio Value Voters, and I'm hoping that the Attorney General does indeed look into this, and I hope that petition, and we'll give the uh, location of that again in a moment, uh, John. But I, I, I just want, and maybe you can express it better than I can, John, people to understand understand we're we're not just sitting here clutching our pearls at the horrors of, you know, the idea of teenagers being sexually active with one another. Um I'm a realist. Uh, would it be great if everybody practiced, uh, you know, c- uh, celibacy until they, uh, in abstinence until they, uh, until they got married? Sure. But, but I, I, this isn't just like, oh my gosh, they're teaching kids about sex. Um, this is so much further than that. This is so beyond that. This is so, this isn't, you know, because there are a lot of people who, who, you know, particularly people who are religiously oriented and, and are very, um, uh, I'm trying to figure out the right word here. They're, they're they're very conservative in the context of, you know, sexual abstinence, as I said. And, you know, they get upset if they just teach kids what proper sexual, you know, um, uh, protection is, you know, with respect to the use of condoms to stop the spread of disease, etc. And they might get really upset just by anything that even promotes that. This isn't that, John. This is what I want, you know, people to understand. This isn't just like, hey, they're teaching our kids that it's okay to have sex. It's so much more. The companies that are promoting and partnering with this Sintero organization to sell their sex toys and their sexual pornographic videos um, in order to teach kids that this is, this is healthy sexual behavior. That's the part I want people to understand. We're not just, you know, gripping our Bibles here and, and lamenting the evil ways of the sinners and so on and so That's not what this is about. This is just so much more dangerous than any of the uh, previous sex ed type stuff that we've had to deal with before. I know I'm having a hard time explaining all of that without being graphic. I don't want to describe for people what's in that video, but they really need to see it, don't they, John? Yep, absolutely, Bob. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more that, uh, you know, this is not... Um you know, Democrat, Republican, Independent. This is a uh, you know a nonpartisan, just uh, evil, moral um, debauchery that uh, we have taking place here with our children. And uh, you know, we we need to uh, you know see not only the Attorney General's Office Act, but you know, also for your listeners, I've reached out last week and provided this video to the uh, Governor's Office, the Senate President's Office, and the House Speaker. 
his office, and uh, I did have uh, communications back that uh, the governor's office and the uh, center president's office is interested in setting up a meeting to discuss this further. You know, I, I don't know what else that we need to discuss except the fact that, uh, you know, they need to work with the um, attorney general and uh, take whatever decisive action is necessary to have this material removed. And, um, you know, it's uh, definitely we're endangering our children. And, you know, the thing that in this video uh, that your listeners will find is that there is a uh, doctor, a medical doctor, that talks about the harm that this causes adolescents to be exposed to this type of material at such an early age. Well, that's that part is very important. The medical experts that do indeed talk about the danger of that, that is important. Because, again, this isn't just morals, and it isn't just medicine. It's a combination of the two. There is a medical consideration here, and it is extraordinarily dangerous uh, for these children. And then, yes, there is the moral. <coughs> Excuse me. Apologies. I'm still fighting through this uh, cough. Uh, tell people once again where they can sign the petition, John. Yes, this is at Protect Ohio Children. Dot com. They'll uh, see the video and have a chance to review that. And then signing the petition, just go to the top right-hand corner, the Take Action icon, and they can add their name to the uh, online petition. Very, very well. Uh, John Stover, Ohio Value Voters. I mean, it should tell people something that you and I can't even describe what's in the video because of the graphic nature of it and yet it is being presented in its full form to children in schools that have adopted this curriculum uh that 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 should be terrifying to any parent with a with any sense of right wrong decency morality and uh and uh concern for the psychological and physical health of their children john thank you so much for yep. what you and everyone at ohio value voters does we appreciate it sir thank you bob thank you it is uh, 952 we'll come right back on am 1420 the answer Okay, 9.57 now, AM 1420, The Answer. Appreciate you being with us. So um, I'm hesitant. Excuse me. I'm hesitant to uh, post the Sintero video on my webpage, um, on my uh, Facebook page, rather, but I'm probably going to do it um, so that you can see exactly what I'm talking about. But you can also see it um, at the website that John told us about. It's Ohio Value Voters' uh, website, Protect Ohio's Children Coalition. If you just go to ohiovaluevoters.org and then click on the Protect Ohio Children Coalition, you will see a link to some of these shocking videos that are being promoted and pushed upon children in Ohio schools. It should be pointed out here that the Central Ohio, Franklin County, mostly school districts, um, that are adopting this really graphic, pornographic curriculum, um, this isn't optional. It should, be, it should be noted here that this is part of the curriculum, that this is what every child is going to have to be exposed to. It's not optional. It's not, hey, you can go sign up and, and, and take this course and learn about all kinds of graphic sexual activity. Um, and again, this would be this would be embarrassing for a 25-year-old or, or a group of adults to watch together, let alone 
13, 14-year-old kids in middle school. I mean, we're talking some seriously graphic stuff here, and it's not optional. They, the kids have to go through these courses. So what I'm going to ask you to do is go to ohiovaluevoters.org, click on the Protect Ohio Children uh, link, and um, just look for the video links and, and watch them for yourself. The video that we're, that John and I were discussing is about a half an hour long, maybe 25, 28 minutes, something like that. I watched it. Very difficult to do. And I give credit to the, um, to the dads uh, who were narrating the video and explaining what's going on with Sentero. But, but please educate yourself about this and then reach out to your own school boards. I've said this before when I talked to Peter and Lisa on Friday um, about stopping the racially uh, divisive 1619 project curriculum from being implemented in Ohio schools. Um, you need to talk to your school boards about not allowing this type of graphic promotion of pornography and, quite frankly, training of children uh, you know, in, 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 into the sex trafficking world. I mean, it is. They're, they're being groomed to participate in things that, that ultimately lead to sex trafficking in very, very dangerous situations. So, again, this, this, I'm not sitting here clutching my pearls and, and, oh, my goodness, and being just, you know, Mr. Moral Outrage. I, this is very seriously and very graphic and very disturbing, and I really want you to pay attention to it. All right. Hour number two, I've got a ton of time for your phone calls. We're going to talk about Amy Coney Barrett. We're going to talk about uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump uh, and the reaction to this uh, uh, this hearing that has started now for the uh, Supreme Court Justice nominee. And we'll take your phone calls coming up on uh, 216-901-0945 on AM 1420, The Answer. 